What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 121 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. You know what 121 reminds me of? A highway? No, I mean it should because 121 runs through our area, but it doesn't, that doesn't connect for anyone. I think we brought it up in a previous episode. It makes you think of Bacardi 151. Oh, okay. Well, Which is discontinued, right? It's it is. gone? It, you cannot buy that anymore. What? Ah, everything that is great is gone in the alcohol world. I don't know that great is the right word to describe 151. Um, powerful, uh, effective, burning. Uh, all, okay, all everything that is effective, I think effective, is gone in this world. <laughs> I also wrap You can in, no longer get four locos with caffeine in them. You <laughs> read my mind, my friend. That's exactly where I was going. I knew where you are going with that. And I love that episode 121 brought us straight to four loco <laughs> with caffeine. You got you got my fix? You got, you got that loco for me? See- It's been a while. It should have just always been Sparks. It's been like a, almost 100 episodes since we reviewed a Four loco. If it was only Sparks, it would still exist. Yeah. That six, like you can get the Sparks Plus and it was seven and it wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Four loco and Juice had to just roll and be like 12%, 14%, hardcore caffeine, let's get it. Like instant hobo in a can. Oh, yes. Uh, listen, there was a stint. <laughs> there was a stint where... Uh, my wife and I didn't make a ton of money. Uh, I We lived in a crazy little town called Crockett. Kids, uh, you might want to earmuff the kids that are yeah, listening here. Uh, because Please do. Joe's about to talk about sexual and, favors. Uh, no, not at all. Oh. Not, not at all. Oh, uh, we don't tell that on this show. But right. uh, I worked for a large retail chain. And the way that it works if you're a full-time person in at least this retail chain... I had every other weekend off and every Tuesday. My wife didn't have Tuesdays off, so it was just me, and uh, money was tight for a minute. And if you could scrounge together $2 and change, you could get a 24-ounce can of explosion, <laughs> and that'd take care of the entire day. <laughs> Like, I could day drink for an entire day off one can. Did I do it? You bet your ass I did. (laughs) Did I do it more than once? Of course I did it more than once. (laughs) Did I ever drink more than one in one day? Yeah, that's where I was going next. I was like, one can? Come on, Joe. I mean. Come on. Of course. Come on. Yeah. All right. We went from connoisseurs of 40s in college. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, I just had my game. Yeah. Even though I was far out of college. No, it makes total sense. Married and- 100% get it. Out of college, but you know. It's not a hobo move at all. I didn't. I drank it. I drank it within the confines of my home. Why did it have to be four loco? Couldn't you have just like, you know, scratched that itch with like the the Costco bottle of of vodka or something like that and, you know, done snooters on the table? Uh, Excuse me, sir. Does Costco vodka have fucking caffeine in it? Did it still have caffeine at that point in time? Yeah, that's the only reason I was getting after it. Oh, got it. All Come right. on, Joseph. Oh, I don't know. I, you know. Um, and by that, I it was probably when I lived in Napa. Actually, it probably wasn't even Crockett. It was. Yeah, it was far before. But uh, you know, I enjoyed it, and Sad I times. I did it responsibly in my own home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't uh, hang out with a paper bag on the street. Um. You took good care of your cat. I did. I did. I had no no child at that time. Um, you know, I was a responsible uh, hobo alcohol drinker. Cool story, Joe. Which I feel like Robin and I still are responsible hobo drinkers because although that doesn't exist anymore. Um, buzz I, I buzz m- balls are I the new. I may or may not. And by may or may not, I, mean, I definitely did bring Robin a 24-ounce mango Rita uh, Sunday? I can neither confirm or nor Saturday. deny that. Saturday. Oh, Monday? I don't even remember. <laughs> it was it was uh, Saturday night. So, the Ledgestone Open and Disc Golf. <laughs> We've got I'm going to take this moment to just 
take this show right back onto the rails. Oh, yeah, Disco! Tell you what a great show we've got. We're going to recap the Ledstone Insurance Open. And uh, we've got our Raptor range where we take calls from the listeners. So we got a nice ace call to play on this one. We're also going to, uh, we've got a special giveaway from Plow Brewing Company that we'll include as part of that. So uh, very gracious of, of Plow Brewing Company to uh, to put together a little little care package for DGP listeners. And I uh, think you're going to like it. Good old so. Canadian Vince. And then we have our world famous deer review. Our disc and beer pairing where we take a disc. We take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Prodigy M2 mid-range disc, and we're pairing that with Moon Man Pale Ale by New Glarus Brewing Company out of Wisconsin. So, looking forward to that. Never had this beer before. Uh, Have had other New Glarus beers and, uh, and enjoy them greatly. So, it's, it's, uh, should, should be good. We're looking forward to that. So, Did, did we ever talk about our round with Vince? Uh, no, I don't think so. So Vince of, of Plow Brewing Company uh, is in our local area, Santa Rosa, California, and um, we we have met up with him from time to time, and and uh, he runs a tournament called Plow and Chains. Um, so they they are very much a, a disc golf. They do. Uh, there's a keg for that tournament, right? That gets the Stanley keg. The Stanley keg that gets the name of the winner of the tournament. You, they get a beer named after him for that year or whatever. No, no, they get their name on the Stanley K oh, that, nice. that lives in the brewery. Yeah. So. Um. So Vince, super sweet idea, by the way. Oh, fantastic! And but basically, that comes his from his love of hockey, which is uh, because he's Canadian. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So my favorite part: one dude can dude can bomb. He's a rampage thrower, so you know you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um. He basically made stereotypes reality. It really was. Like legit uh it was like damn it life for like confirming stereotypes. <laughs> At one point he like whispered to Robin during my putt and I missed the putt and he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so sorry I always do that. Like it We're was like, like you don't need to putt like I didn't even like I wouldn't have putted if I didn't think I was fine. Like, and he's like I was gonna miss it anyways, <laughs> like it's fine. But he or he would be like you know, um I think we've talked about this before. It's kind of good practice to not stand uh like in someone's, in line, someone's of line of sight. Or line of sight. Yeah. And, try and, and at one point him. he he kind of was or he like went to go like pull his disc while I was putting and I threw it and missed. I think even one time I threw it and made it and he was still like Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I feel like I'm exaggerating the accent, but no, I we don't made, think I am. We made fun of him the whole time. <laughs> and, the, and of course, he was cordial and nice yeah. and an awesome dude the entire time. Yeah, uh, brought us beers and koozies for crawlers. Yeah, and these super sweet little like uh uh uh. It's like a little rubber thing that hooks onto the can tab, and you can spin it around and seal your beer up. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was rad. Uh, it, fantastic time. Mind blown. Um, I played like absolute garbage that round. Robin and him had a nice little uh, battle. Uh, it was super fun. I've played with him before, I think, or at least I went and drank beers with him. But super fun. Had he not told us he was Canadian, we would have realized we by hole two anyways. Yeah, exactly. I kind of already had realized it after hole one, and then he was like, "And I was like, where are you from again, Vince?'" He was like, uh, "Wherever in Canada." I wish I could remember. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Vince, that I can't remember where you're from right off hand. But uh, I'm gonna go with Guelph. I feel like that's right outside the Shire. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's not. It's over on the, <laughs> the far eastern side of Canada. Very cold. It's near Minot. Tobisburg, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for sure, rad Canadian dude living in the states, making beer, living the dream, selling beer, having at it. Uh, yeah. And the beer he brought us was also fantastic. Yeah, he brought a ton of ton of crowlers, thirty two ounce crowlers. Speaking of which, Vince, let's play against. <laughs> hey, Vince, we miss you. <laughs> we miss you. Let's <laughs> I'm pretty sure he actually lost to me on purpose just to be a just to be a uh, like, I would have just felt so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. 
Uh, awesome dude. Sorry, sorry for the tangent. Well, I guess our show's built on tangents. Um, I like Joe's Canadian accent. I, this is good. I that might be the one accent I can slightly do. <laughs> no, no other shall ever uh, be attempted <laughs> on the show or or in real life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, there's something like aside from people that sing horribly. People that do accents horribly are like my number two, like most hated <laughs> yeah, thing to hear. Yeah, I typically try to avoid it if at all possible. Um, like unless, my wife, unless I know I can do it. Like on St. Patrick's Day, my wife's entire family just adopts awful Irish accents, oh, no. and it makes my world like I hate life. Yeah, that's not good. on that day. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks to the to the super drunk Irish accent that yep. just comes out of nowhere. Oh, they it's know not, what they're it's doing. It's never good. It's never good. Plus, it, it, like you just can't understand people when they start to do that stuff. Like, just super drunk, gonna start like slurring in their. I I choose not to understand them. Yeah, I that, that's a a great policy. Yeah, perfect policy. So again, uh, thanks to Vince for meeting up with us, giving us some some plow swag, and uh, then offering to give out some some plow. Uh, uh, discs and with some uh, with a rad ass stamp that he made he did yeah so also a, a talented graphic artist so he he got after it so nice dude and uh our our raptor range collar for this week is going to have a nice surprise so surprise yay that all right you ready to hit to hit the ledgestone insurance open always so our, one of our favorite people in the whole world a uh, friend of the program uh, beard dueler. Uh, I think at this point he's just a beard enthusiast. Van- vanquished beard enthusiast. I think he's just a beard enthusiast. Okay. Um, I mean, he's definitely rocking the beard right now. Do you, do you think that he is getting ready to challenge you again on the the beard? Uh, the the beard. What's the beard? What do beard people say? I don't know anything about beards. I don't know. I'm just gonna say. I mean, none of you can see this. It's very poor for podcasts. So Robin, on my face. Robin, just take a but look. It's, I wouldn't say St- beard stop. ever. Just take a look. Joe has a very thick beard. He's not messing with this. Yeah, like this is legit. I don't know. I mean, you might need to challenge him again just to make sure he knows who it's, the alpha dog I is. I already won. It's done. He uh, he got in the game late too. Like this beard's been rolling for deep. Well, you know. He has had uh, a child recently. You know, he's he's his child's like four at this point. No, that was forever def- ago. Definitely not four. <laughs> but it's de- definitely not even not probably one actually, right? Because probably cause, similar to your because uh, he it, he had his daughter right around Worlds, and Worlds had already happened at this point. I'm so, so happy Worlds has not happened yet. So, um, yeah, but. Uh, you know, he might need a little friendly reminder because it looks like he's getting a little uppity again with that facial hair. And you might need to come out there and, and, and show him who daddy is. Well, he like rolls in your world too where it's just too low on the sides too because y'all probably can't get it up. Well, why you got to get personal about this? Out. I'm just saying like his, is, it's so low. Like- Listen, I'm accentuating my jawline. You just, you just don't understand it because like you couldn't possibly keep it from raging up all the way to your eyeballs if you I, wanted to i can't help but think you have your, a, your wife told you that at some point you know, a blowtorch to keep uh, that thing from like listen connecting I'm, I'm, to your no, eyebrows. I'm no california bad boy but i do my best <laughs> uh no this is like do you wake up and you can't like open this, your eyes this, some this mornings? is what happened too i don't think i ever i've talked about this on the podcast but i went and got a haircut a super cheap haircut place and the woman cutting hair was like can i trim your beard and I was like, there's never been a person at this place that has the confidence to, like, I asked someone one time, she's like, okay. Like, it's up on their board, like, X amount of dollars for a beard trim. But mm-hmm. when you ask someone, they're like, fuck, okay, yeah, sure. And for her to be like, can I do that? I was like, she's got the confidence. She knows the fuck she's doing. Yes, please. And she nailed it. And she got Good. after it. And, uh, like... The last time I shaved my beard was it got too wily on the sides and I didn't understand how to trim it. I was like, I'm not going to learn. I'm just going to cut it off and we'll start fresh. And now I got someone who can like trim it. Like life is different now. <laughs> like it's just going to be legit forever. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. If you're a patron 
and you listen to our pre-show, you'll understand how much I love my beard. Yeah. Che- it's, it's a pretty big deal. Check us um, out. Patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. We do a pre-show every week that goes out to our subscribers. And it's like getting an extra podcast. So check that out. But our uh, Discraft Ledgestone Insurance Open, Victor, is one no none other than Nate Sexton, uh, the the beard man himself. Joe's not listening, so I can I can say this stuff. But uh, he won this thing by playing his game the entire time. You you look at at his round scores. He stayed safe. He played his game and just played. He you know he he always gets angry when they say he plays conservative or or whatever. But uh, I'll I'll show it in the stats when it comes up. But he had a less than five percent OB rate on this oh. on a course that was littered with OB, just littered with OB everywhere. This course just has every possible way to force you to go OB, and there were players that were in like the twenty-eight to thirty percent. So like uh, was Paul Macbeth one of those? So yeah, like even even at Paul Macbeth and and like Ricky Wysocki, those guys had so much OB and he just managed to stay clean the entire round. So it, we had Nate Sexton in first place at 28 down. We have Chris Dickerson in second place at 26 down. Cameron Colglazer in third place at 25 down. And then we have uh, Reed Frescura. That's the second time he's come up in the last couple weeks. Uh, in uh, in fourth place at 23 down. Kevin Jones in fifth place at 22 down. Then Garrett Gerthy and A.J. Reesley tied in sixth place at 21 down. And A.J. won the last round, I believe, killing yeah. it. Yeah. And then uh, we have uh, Ricky Wysocki in eighth place at 20 down. Bobby Music. And ninth place at 19 down, uh, tied also with uh, Michael Johansson at 19 down. And then we've got, I'll, I'll just go a little further because there's some names we're, we're all You got to go at with. least to 13. I got to get at least to 13 where we find Paul McBeth. But James Conrad and Calvin Heimberg uh, tied for 11th at 18 down. And then Paul McBeth, who actually had to have a, a, a uh, really Amazing hot final round. final round to get to 13th place. Only so. one OB. In the final round. So, but, yeah. Well, there's also Matt Dollar, Greg Barsby. Don't forget those guys. Yeah. So this, Robin, that I'm showing you is Reed Fiscura in the third round. Oh, yeah. So so you're telling me this is intentional? That he intentionally skipped off the water to park, uh, park what is this, hole 17? I I want to believe. I want to believe it Wow. Like I don't know how you don't intentionally. So, well, uh, I know how you don't. So on, on hole seventeen, uh, in the in this is the final round, he uh, Reed Frisker, uh throws a backhand shot very low. Round three. Round three. Uh, yeah, that was final round. Oh no, sorry, not final round. Um, and uh, hits the water with what looks like about like a hundred and ten, maybe hundred and twenty feet after the tee, and skips all the way across the lake. And lands what, like twenty five, thirty feet away? Oh yeah, for sure in the circle. Yeah, so uh, pretty sweet. Skip shots are the best, man. Especially, I know. I just I have no comments in my game. So I played a local course ooh, a month ago, probably that has water, and there was zero part of me whatsoever that wanted any part to do with that water. Yeah. So to just be like, yep, yeah, I can hit this is a pretty rad uh, feeling. And to get after it is even cooler. And to nail it, um, I'm in. Like, why yeah. not? Why not? And that's, you know, I feel like making runs like that. And once again, I'm going to claim in my mind that it was 100% on purpose. Uh-huh. Doesn't, I, I'm not buying it, but I'll, I'll trust you here. Let's say it's 100% on purpose, just for what I'm going to say. That is part of what made... Simon so endearing to the world. Yeah, the that's the, why you love Simon is that he's like, the... you know what? I'm gonna take this crazy ass line because I have the arm to do it. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do just crazy shit because it feels like it. Yeah. Uh and sometimes for him it was it went two ways. It was 
I know I can do it and it's going to look rad and I'm into it. Or I'm so much out of this tournament, like I'm not going to win. I'm going to just try and do this. I'm just going to impress the crowd. Totally. Yeah. I'm going to do the full 360, 700 foot bomb. Check this out. Yeah. Um, So once again, I'm going to go. It was for the people. I like it. I now agree with you. So. But uh, one of the great things about uh, the Disc Golf Pro Tour events, aside from the live coverage, um, is that we also get U-Disc Live, which gives us a whole set of statistics that we get to look at and we always enjoy. And not it, U-Disc does other tournaments too, but we know every time there's a Disc Golf Pro Tour event that we're going to get this. And one of the things they added was OB rate. And so... Um, you can see here, you can sort by all the players in all rounds what their OB rate was. So Nate Sexton's is 0.042, which is 4.2%. So 4.2% of his throws uh, at any point went OB. And then if you scroll down, you know, you got Michael Johansson at 8.3%. Uh, and then, you know, it, it rolls. All of a sudden, you're in double digits. And then you hit down to this thing. And all of a sudden, you're seeing all these people, like 25% of their throws going OB. Just like crazy. Ricky. And Ricky these was 25%. Are good players. Yeah, Ricky Wysocki, Nicolo Castro, Drew Gibson, 23, 24% essentially for those guys. Um, just these are great players, and they are going OB left and right on this. And that's that's why Sexton won. Yep. This is why he won. Like each one of and those. This, right. And I just, I kind of feel like this course is built to go OB. I feel like there's a happy medium here. I feel like they're, they are discovering a way to take those that can throw 700 out of the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I don't really feel like they should be taken out of the game. I think there should be some reward to that. Yeah. But I also think the players that play clean um, and can throw 500 yeah. should have a chance too. Yeah, I feel like there's a happy medium, and and that needs to be found, right? Because yeah. we have the other courses, like the ones that are on ball golf courses, that it's like, all right, you got a big arm, like you're gonna be in the top. There you go. Yeah, like you're the four biggest arms, like you're gonna you're gonna be in the top four. Uh, where is yeah and then yeah never mind. you know uh joe and i are kind of in agreement on this on this uh ledgestone course is that we just kind of feel like it's a little bit overly there's a little bit too much on the manufactured ob on this course um in terms of the, the difficulty being just added to it in some cases we feel unnecessarily so we've talked about that at length in in past uh you know past years but like i'll tell you i'm not and and Rob and I talk about sorry to cut you off. Welcome to this wow. podcast. This is like the first um, 121 episodes in. I'm people. still talking. So it's the give first me a time. Stop. <laughs> uh, I'm st- I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> there are courses you will will hear Rob and I geek out how excited we are to just watch the tournament on that course. Yeah. This is not one of those courses. Yeah, I this kind is, of agree. Th- this is a course that I watch. I'm like, oh, I remember that course. Like it's got weird OB rules and just weird OB and like weird fences that you can you gotta throw beyond or in front of and there's drop zones like in weird places and rules in the past were unclear they're not anymore but it's just a lot of like Robin said manufactured OB um, yeah and we we should punish unnecessarily at times I I agree. And like you threw into a really bad rough because you threw too far, and now we're gonna stroke you, and you're not gonna be able to get out of it. Or like, you doink off a huge water tower and totally and skip OB, and then have to do a drop zone, which is nearly impossible to hit from. Though there was, I did see a highlight of of one person hitting from the drop zone on that hole. So uh, I forget who it was. It was someone, someone random, uh, not well, not random, but someone that you don't see very often. Um, that that hit there's like that giant water tower um that's in the and they put the basket right behind it on one of those holes yeah and he actually doinked it from the or not doinked but canned it from the uh from the drop zone so a nice shot but uh yeah i mean you look at those things on these stats you know you on the udis live page you've got fairway hits and park percentage circle one and regulation these are all things that show up 
for you when you record on the UDisc app as well. So we're big fans of, of those guys and, and what they do. Um, really awesome uh, extra set of data for uh, for these disc golf tournaments and for the casual player that wants to, to see how their game's shaping out too. So make sure and check that out. So regardless, I just want to point out, regardless of the almost no OB, it looks like maybe he went OB one time the entire tournament, Nate. Uh, let's see. I don't know how to see. You can go to scores and we can just like look at scores. Yeah, we could just do scores per round. Well, I guess that doesn't really help to either. Never mind. Yeah, it does. We can go go round one. Uh, so round one. Oh, that no, it's not going to show me the OB. No, well, I just would say like a bogey doesn't necessarily mean OB. So yeah, no, exactly. Us. So I take that all back. Um. But I just want to point out that Nate Texan was also ninety six percent circle one. Yeah, yeah, that that helps. Yeah, that that's a that's an okay percentage. You know, I uh, I typically try to hover a little higher than that, but um, normally settle for about seventy two percent. Oh, I just I just want to point out that uh, <laughs> circle one is not zero to fifteen. Oh, that's not the okay. No, that's. I mean, still, that'd be pretty solid. If I was ninety six percent zero to fifteen feet, I'd I'd be pretty stoked. You're. Pr- We've talked. I think we talked <laughs> about this last episode. Robin is super streaky putting. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying that as a positive, like if you hit your first three putts inside of fifteen, like you're gonna make them all for the round. Probably. Like, yeah. You're, like you, if you make in your first four holes. Like, say your first hole, you miss a 25-footer, and then the next three, you hit two 20-footers, like, you're good in the circle for the rest of the round. Probably, yeah. Unless you miss one, and then you're fucked for the rest. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I wish it was easier. Yeah. Yay, putting. Right. Oh, man. So, I mean, it's just kind of a classic Nate, Nate Sexton game, and, and uh, the the big the big dogs didn't, um, didn't have the the explosive rounds that they needed to, to overcome it. You know, uh, Paul Macbeth and Ricky Wysocki had their big rounds, but it was, you know, too little, too late, uh, on this one. So, um, you know, Nate was able to, to just kind of play steady the entire, the entire tournament and, and come away with, with a two stroke victory. So, uh, you know, shooting 10 down on the final day too, that, uh, that helps. So, um, that, that, you know, that's a, that's an excellent way to close out. No bogeys, 10 down. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 birdies. Yeah. So no Eagles in there and, uh, just all birdies. Yep. So, um, good stuff again, not our favorite course, but we like to, it's we a still- fun tournament. It's a fun tournament. And I will point out and, and I'm, um, I'm sure people are wanting us to talk about this and we're not really going to, um, I, I want to take the positive swing on, uh, Nate Heinold, the, the TD who put tons of work into the course and everything. You may not love his commentary and I'm not going to say that I'm not on your boat with that, but that dude personally adds so much cash plus to the players that play in that tournament. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is one of the, the more well-run tournaments on, on it's the, run on well, the tour. but he, but he also as a TD adds so much cash for those who cash. Nice. Um, like thousands of dollars that people walk away with more than they would with pretty much any other tournament that happens. So That's fantastic. you gotta, you gotta, you know, Tip your hat. T- tip your hat. You can take him with a grain of salt because it's totally worth it. Yeah. So yeah. great for him, and I know he loves his course layout. I don't as much, but he puts in the work, and he, he, he puts his money where his mouth is, so uh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, let's hit FPO. Yes. Don't you think? So we had in first place at 15 down, Jessica Weiss. So getting a getting a win here on that's got is that her first D- disc golf pro tour win? I think so. Yeah, and then uh, Sarah Hokum at thirteen down in second place. Paige Birkus in third place at eight down. Katrina Allen in fourth place 
at five down. Paige Pierce in fifth place at three down. How the mighty have fallen. Jeez. Washed up. <laughs> and then uh, we have Lisa Fakus and Rebecca Cox uh, tied in sixth place at one down. So uh, a lot of them under par there. That's a, those are good scores. So, um, you know. Can you pull up? I, I wanna, I, I'm assuming it's going to be the same world. But if we can pull up the stats and look at OB rate. Oh, yeah. Oh, other way. Oh, no. Yeah, that was fine. So, Hannah McBeth never went OB. Great job. And and she had a good tournament. She yeah. does probably, I would say, one of her top, if not her best tournament. Yeah, um, so we got we got a couple a of zeros in there, never going OB. And uh, and then Lisa Fakus, who is uh, at 4%. Uh, Kona Panis at 4%. So, so completely different than yeah, than the MPO. Yeah, well, different layout too. Yep. So, um, I I just wanted to see if if OB had as much to do with that layout that it did. Yeah, it, it does not. No, 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 no. So different courses they're playing, so it's not the same. Oh, the FPO is is entirely entirely different courses, so it's not really comparable. I just we just got caught. <laughs> I didn't want not watch any FPO. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't either. But I I do know that they they played different courses. I also didn't know that. So, um, yeah, and um, I would I would imagine far less OB given the the even the 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 worst player in their field was seventeen percent, which would have would have done you pretty well in. Uh, With that said, the twelve and a half percent for Paige Pierce. And I'm going to say the best player in the field. I'm not going to say arguably. I'm going to say the best player in the field. That 12%, you know, definitely yeah. gives good reason to her being in fifth place. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, any, do you have any last thoughts on, on the Ledgestone Insurance Open? I think it is good for the players. Um, it is a tournament. <laughs> solid analysis there what about, what about yourself are you no i'm good uh <laughs> I, I, how could i follow that up right i mean geez right? <laughs> and then uh so all right well let's let's get on to our raptor range uh, we where we take calls from our listeners and uh, you guys can call in with uh, ace calls or questions or or if you have a disc golf dispute you want us to settle, you can call our Raptor range at 707-939-5476 and leave us a message. You can also shoot us an email to the discgolfpodcast at gmail.com. Speaking so. of which, I um, am asking. I would, and I know there is another uh, podcast that this is their whole jam, but um, we haven't had any good questions lately with uh, asking for tips or tricks and i, I kind of i missed some of those questions i would like some of those neither one of us are pros um but we pay attention and we study a lot and uh, i mean they could ask us we about, are disc golfers yeah i but i mean they could say call in and ask what's the most inexpensive way to get hammered when you don't have a job and you live in Crockett and oh you know, I got that so uh, I got that maybe it's day. questions on on those lines where where like you could you could help them out on uh, you know alcoholism related stuff so I mean that's Not, it does it it could be anything we are willing to alcohol. go on on tangents and help you with any sort of life problem if if you have it so. Um, we have a call today from Rob Walker, so I'm going to play this up. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Rob Walker, or uh, Innova My Head on the uh, Slack. So, Joe, I'm talking directly to you, my friend. Um, I've been playing since 2006. Thanks for that, Rob. And uh, I just got my sixth ace. Yes, it's not many. It's my sixth ace. But this is the first one that actually counts, my friend. This is the first one over 200 feet. My local course, straight shot through the tunnel, downhill. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. 
I, I think that- I I appreciate you saying it's the first one that counts because it's over 200 feet. But then you point out that it's downhill. <laughs> You're not. There's there's more to that too. I've already listened to this. So oh, I have to. Oh, the, I, oh, the, the disc, I have to. The disc selection is coming too, which will tell you. Which will add to my. Um, they all count, Rob. They all count. They yeah. do. Good for you. I think um, he was just he, he was uh you know perhaps disingenuously trying to soften the blow for you. I don't think he was trying to you've listened to the call. <laughs> I, he's not trying to soften shit. Well, that's why I said disingenuously. Okay. Yeah. I go ahead, Rob. Play Rob. Throughout my uh discraft ringer, which is a putter in Elite Z plastic and yes, a thumb track. grabbing it out of the chains. You guys, I had to call first. Don't worry, Joe. It's never going to happen. Bye. Call. Listen, I appreciate that. I would <laughs> rather be like, Joe, it's not going to happen. Rip like, the Band-Aid just, off. Just understand it's not going to happen, and I can roll with that rather than like, it's going to happen. I promise it is, because like, it's it's probably not. And I feel like I've said this before. If it does, I kind of don't even want to like, I just, just want it to be hush. I feel like it's going to break people's hearts. If I get an ace, I mean, it's going to ruin the podcast. For no, sure. like that'll like, be the end of the podcast. That? Our final episode will be Joe's ace. Like our biggest stick of the whole podcast would just completely. Well, vanish. it's not stick. It's real. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen is, is that I'm just going to deny, even if I witness it I, for the purpose of the, for the health of the podcast, I will deny it. Even though you'll, you'll be like, it really happened. And I'll be on here like, ah, no, Joe, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I saw it go through the cage and, you know, it wasn't a, wasn't a real ace, and you ran and put that in there. You ran and put it in there. I've been saying that you the entire time. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I know what happened. All of a sudden, you'll just hear like a like a a whole bunch of rustling and and things being broken in the background. <laughs> Joe yelling, "Shut up! It happened." <laughs> no, uh, this isn't funny anymore. So, Rob, great job. It was a funny joke for two episodes. Great job on your putter ace. Um, good job on your pitch and putt ace I I appreciate it but listen no they all count they're aces you threw it off the tee when the basket yeah man I mean well you, done. you can't control that the person that designed the course put in a bunch of short holes you still gotta ace them so I you know whatever yeah Um, but a ringer bro come on no I actually I knew there's a local dude who used to putt ringers and he was like deadly yeah, I can't do the thumb track thing. That's a thumb track disc, right? Yeah, I can't do the disc right putter thing. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, a zone, that's a different story. Yeah, zo- you throw zones zone all, all the time. Yeah. So that's a disc craft putter. With, I'm doing air quotes right yeah, now. Yeah, that's like, that's my point. Because it's like not... Air quotes. It's the most mid-range putter that's ever existed, but, but still, it counts. Right? Like, the direct knockoff, the rat, they're like, nah, it's a mid-range. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's hard to call those that you you throw them like mid ranges, so it's kind of hard to call them them putters. You only call them putters when you're like, see what I just just bombed uh, three hundred twenty. Yeah, exactly. That That's exactly when you call it a putter. You're like, yep, putter. yep, that was a putter. <laughs> yeah, that was a putter. I just cranked. Yep, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Nearly three hundred feet into a headwind, and it it never turned and and had a nice fade at the end. But no, that's that's definitely putter. It's not a. Oh well, you don't throw putters like that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, no, don't worry about it. Oh, you threw a thunderbird. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I threw a putter. It's, it's all good. Don't worry about it. I'm uh, directly just quoting my life with Robin playing hole thirteen and Taylor Robin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like Joe. I know what you threw. I don't care. Just want to point out that's a that's a zone right there. It's a putter. It's a discraft. It's you cool. might be familiar with it. Yeah, Joe. I told you about it like a lot. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, you are a, a lucky listener right now because Vince from Plow Brewing Company uh, contacted us after a re- review of the captain on the last episode, and he had some Plow Brewing Company captains made, and he wants to give it to you. So, Speaking of which, just a quick... Not uh, a sexual thing. He wants to give you, just wants a, to give you the D, not not give it to... When I said give it to you, I did Quick shit talk to California Bad Boy Spencer... Thing. Um, but we were going to send this disc to the best Raptor range call. And we did get a Raptor range call from California bad boy, but it was just a pocket dial and wrestle and, and just wrestling. In his yeah. Pocket it, and you know, wrestling. I'd the play it, but it was so embarrassing. He's singing Mariah Carey in his car and I just, 
trying to hit that like that high falsetto. He and it just didn't. It. His voice kept cracking. Goodness gracious. So, you know, maybe maybe uh, rerun it. Try again, Spence. Uh, on that, I'm actually really excited to hear him calling and try and do <laughs> Mariah Carey high falsetto. <laughs> like I feel like it's gonna happen. I hope not. Please don't. Spend. I mean, yes, I want it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Robin wants it. Ew. So uh, we'll hit you up in, in Slack, Rob, and c- congrats on your ace. Thanks for calling the Raptor Range, and uh, thanks to to Vince of Plow Brewing Company for for putting up the swag. So. And then uh, if you want us to play your call on uh, on the Raptor range, give us a call, 707-939-5476. Or you can email us an audio file. You could record it on your phone. You know, do like several takes if you're really nervous about being on, on such a, you know. Prestigious. Pre- prestigious podcast about disc golf. <laughs> uh, and email it to the podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll, we'll get you on here. So. Woo! All right, you are you ready to to do our deer review? I'm always ready for the deer review. All right, it's time for our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Prodigy M2, which is a five speed, four glide, zero turn, two fade mid range disc, and uh, we've got it in their base plastic 350G. Um, is what this one is. I feel like this is like second to. I feel yeah, like it's G not, means more fancy, so I, th- I feel like there's probably a 350 without a G. Yeah, and then or, or maybe this is what like someone a, told me. Maybe like, like a 276.5. Like, like the Q. higher number, the higher number is more premium. Uh huh. But the G is like, listen, this is like extra special. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna go with that because I'm still going base plastic. It's base plastic. It's yeah. It is base plastic. <laughs> it's base plastic. Yeah. Uh and but yeah, it feels like like a like a you know a lower end plastic. Uh and then we're pairing that with Moon Man Pale Ale by New Glarus Brewing Company, which is out of Wisconsin. And uh it is a five percent alcohol pale ale and uh nice employee owned Wisconsin brewing company that, that gets a gets a lot of run. So we're always excited to check their beers out. I'm going straight beer. That is nice. I just took my first sip. Very good. I did too. I was super so, smooth. So I went five percent pale ale in my mind. I was like, oh, you know, I mean, Sierra Nevada is like five two. I think this is smooth as hell. It's so smooth. It's almost like it's almost like creamy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's got a little little bit of that kind of like cream soda type. Yeah, type profile to it. I am honestly yeah. so the the notes it, I'll read at, the five percent I was pissed and then I drank it and I was like ah, I'm more pissed because I can't be pissed at you yeah so I'll I'll read the the notes on it here uh, you hold a session beer with a bright bold blend of five hops that flirt obligingly with the smooth multi backside yeah that's that that's that cream end uh, don't let this one that multi backsides <laughs> the cream end. Just I so love you know. that multi backside. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't let this one lay around. It is brewed to be enjoyed today. With that said, this shit's been laying around and it still tastes great. Yeah, it still tastes fine. Bold and engaging without pretense, because in Wisconsin you do not have to be extreme to be real. <laughs> All right, but that's a there's a lot of uh. A Sorry, lot of words in that there. That last part is like, because in Wisconsin, you can just be fucking plain. That's all right. Yeah. We all kind of just, we're meh. Without pretense. Like, I love that it says, bold and engaging without pretense. And then it follows with that sentence. Right. Because in Wisconsin, you do not have to be extreme to be real. What? What does that even, I don't even know what that sentence means. I mean, I love the beer, but whoever does their marketing right there, what the hell? Because in Wisconsin, if you slightly stand out, you're a fucking rock star. <laughs> Joey, we know why you got a, <laughs> a nose ring and a big beard. You're a rock star up there. Listen, if, if you're in Wisconsin, you got yourself a nice pair of jorts. You're basically Mick Jagger. <laughs> jorts like Jagger? <laughs> totally. Um, g- good beer. Good beer. Uh, as soon as I r- heard you say session, I kind of was like, I shouldn't have said anything. 
kind of sad that I said that I enjoyed it and then I heard session. Oh, come on. This No, it is so smooth. You know what? It takes like the um around here we have Anderson Valley Brewing and they have a um summer solstice beer that's like cream soda yep yeah that can be a little too sweet at times like, like a little too intense a little too intense that cream soda and this is like the nice um not as sweet not as malty surprisingly uh-huh. it's just a smooth like it's got that pale ale with like that malt creamy finish which is super neat and nice i didn't expect it i took a sip yeah. and i was like i like that front oh when i like the back Wow, it's it's no, I love it. This and this is like a perfect, uh, perfect coarse beer. You know, oh yeah, you're not gonna get hammered off of it, but it's it's still gonna do some work. Uh, the taste is perfect. Um, this, I know I played an 18 hour uh, doubles tournament a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sorry, 16 hours. Um, <laughs> 16 hours. How? And I started like getting after it early. Like I I had uh, racer five off the bat like uh-huh. early in the day. And then I realized by the end where I was just like knocking down like the tall cans of 12th of never, but I wasn't drunk and I was like on the cusp of hungover and whatever. I was like, I should either not drink it all the first round and save it up or I should have just been drinking like beers like this yeah. all day. I shouldn't have hit high ABV. I should have just of course. kept it nice smooth and I, I didn't, you know, I went for it because that's my life. That's what I do. Um, but this is a nice, you know, you can play a round or two and just uh, knock these down. I will say, however, Budweiser is also 5%. But gross. I would rather drink this. Oh, totally. This is great. I love this. Who knows if, if we've got it that it's stale or, or whatever. Let's see. What's the? Does it have a date on the bottom? It does not. So, okay. Well. Who knows? But uh, but it, it. I don't know. If we got it. It and doesn't taste like, like if it's, this is like stale and bad. Um, yeah, if this is stale and bad, I don't. I want fresh. I don't yeah. even know if I want fresh. I might like send me your cases that have been sitting for a couple months, <laughs> and I'm down. Yeah, I don't think it's too. I don't think this is too old. But was this a? Did this get sent to us, or was this a a tavor? This I don't know. I'm not sure. If I'm either. being honest. Crap. Oh well. If you send this to us, thank you. Let us know, and and we'll uh, we'll do something special for you. If not, it's Tavor. <laughs> yeah, could be. All right. Well, you ready to listen to go? Dip? Rob and I. This we, one's a slam dunk. Who drinks though. lots of beers? I I haven't said that. <laughs> Let's talk about the disc. <laughs> All right. So the uh, the disc, the Prodigy M2 mid range disc, uh, five speed. Four glide, zero turn, two fade. Um, it's it's your standard. Now, granted, we... Robin, have you ever thrown a buzz? I have, yes. Robin, have you ever thrown a rock? I have. Uh, pine? Yep, I've thrown those too. Uh, truth. Tr- truth, Emac Truth, mm-hmm. Compass. Yep, yep. Like, cool disc, right? Yeah. M2 is also cool. Yeah. That's, uh, now, granted, what we have is a... a a more baseline Base plastic, plastic. Yeah. so we did see a little bit less stability than i think you'd expect from the higher uh grade plastics um i'd say that uh it, it was overall pretty stable but we did have some headwind shots where we saw some turn also probably some bad releases in there um that that caused it to to do that um but i could see how this version of it you could probably beat it in and and get it to be you know pretty understable um, in these lower plastics, but that the more premium plastics from Prodigy would probably be pretty darn stable uh, mid ranges. So, um, uh, but I did with this particular one see some turn um, and uh, and specifically in headwinds actually had like some actual turnovers. Um, so, I, and you know I'm not like the most powerful arm, but it. it it had some nice flight, a pretty solid finish most of the time, with the exception of a few throws. I'd I'd say it's your your standard stable mid range in that five speed range. Yeah, I mean we threw it in, in the field, and I automatically before I we went to look at any numbers, I said, "Hey, Robin, we just threw a DX rock." Yeah, I, I that that's pretty much like a DX rock or 
or a uh not d line but uh what's what's discrafts it's like uh d something i forget what it is whatever d- um but know you know a buzz in in their in their their d plastic and um pro d pro d there you go and uh yeah i i'd say uh, I'd like to try. We don't have it, but I'd like to try one of the the higher end plastics to to confirm the stability. But I would just assume, based on our other experiences with Prodigy, that that's a thing. Um, but this is a nice mid. It's got a good feel to it. Um, it's not overly deep. It's it's got a slight dome to it, but is mostly flat on the top. So it kind of raises up at the edges, but then the the center of the flight plate kind of flattens out. Um, it's got like a little bead to it, like a like a. Uh, it's got a bead. It's got a, a. Is that a bead or is that just? just that's a. It's not a pronounced bead, but it's it acts as a a bead. Yeah, like it's a. Yeah, it's you're for right. Sure, a bead. I guess that's technically not. That's technically not a bead, though. That's I guess just, that's just the profile is. I mean, I'll say that, but if if you are someone who does not like beaded discs, you, you will not like. Yeah, this. I agree. I agree. So, um. I mean, it's almost like, but it was pretty a gliding. Comet in in beadland, like it's 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 a pronounced <sighs> contour. I don't even know what to call it, but it's it's one hundred percent bead like. Yeah, the the bevel is is uh, on the on the uh, rim on the front side is pretty uh, abrupt in in how it curves down. So. Uh, but it's, and it's, I, I guess I said before that it, it wasn't that deep. It's, it's fairly deep for a mid range, but it's pretty common, um, to, to have some, some deep mid ranges. So it's not crazy or anything like that, but you know, overall, I, I just felt like it was, you know, pretty, pretty standard, stable mid range. Um, and, but we did also notice a, a little bit, a little bit of, uh, under stability with with wind in play right it's it's a five four zero two um i think the five and the four are right well i would say the base plastic makes it negligible yeah like i i could i could see a four four i could see a four yeah i i I see a four four just as much like the speed you didn't see it as much uh the turn the turn is probably fine actually because you know, if it's a four or five speed, having some flip and turn is fine because yeah. we're throwing it. You know, yeah, full full juice. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a ton of fade. Not too bad, no. So the two, I think, is fine. But at the same time, I just want to point out, like, if you look at a rock, a rock is supposed to be a three fade, but a DX rock is not a three fade. Yeah. Very comparable. Um. I am curious about other M discs from Prodigy, just because from what I've remembered, the closer, like one is the most overstable, and then you go beyond that to get less stable. And I see there's an M3 and an M4. Yeah, and And an M1. Well, an M1, like I get, like that that sounds right, but like once you get to an M4, I don't understand what that could be. Yeah. Well, it says also up there that the M2 was the second PDGA approved disc, uh, mid-range disc in the Prodigy line. So right, well that which makes, makes sense. sense. That's, so you'd have that's the standard. The, the M M1, I assume, came first. I would hope. <laughs> I shoot, and I then, bet like a D1 the, came first. Or something. Well, no, it says in the mid-range line. Oh yeah. I started reading that. I thought it was more important than it was. Yeah, no, yes, the M1. Then, I'm sure. And came then first. the mid-range, uh, you know, caveat got thrown in there. Well, see, look, it was originally named the M3. Okay. So they built it back. So that makes sense. Got it. Actually, that kind of throws me off that it went M3. I I feel like it. Never mind. I'm, yeah, I'm lo- I'm so lost. I'm more confused than I was. But yeah, we before. shouldn't have read that. Yeah, I'm sorry, people. I thought I was gonna add a little nugget of uh of information there that would be interesting, but uh, I'm just more confused. So, <laughs> shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I would have liked it better if it said it was originally called the M1. Than the M3, like I'm lost. Anyways. Yeah. Um. 
but it, it, yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's a it was a stable mid range. You could you could make use of it with a couple different shots. I'm certain that you could beat these. What's lower the one that is this in. the one that like Kayla Visca throws all the time? I have no idea. I don't know. Cedar. Let us I just know. get so lost in his his dreamy muscles. When, I know. Cedar, Cedar, and... you tell us about the M2, but I feel like it is that like that go to mid range that we all have. For Robin, it's the buzz. For me, it's the pine. Mm-hmm. It was the buzz for me. Um, I pretended it was a ghost for a minute. Uh, it's that same slot. Yeah, and it lives in it. But like Robin said, we have the base plastic, so. It's definitely less stable than we would want to carry in that yeah. world. But I, I'm sure at that 750, 750G, which I'm 99% positive are actual plastics for Prodigy, mm-hmm. um, it'd be real nice and kind of live in the world of my Pine or your TI Buzz. It does appear that they have uh, not 750G, but they have 750 uh Plastic All right. Well, then I'm on, not going to throw it until I make a 750G on these ones. So we could. We could I actually feel like I did see someone post that in Slack or something. That 750G M2s are coming out. I'm just saying. Got it. So yeah, yeah, those look good. Those are those are more, uh, you know, translucent plastic, 180 grams. I bet those are super stable. I would imagine, based on what we what we saw with this one, that a 750 uh, M2. In max weight, like 178 or 180 G, is gonna throw like my is my pine is yeah exactly. I would I would say so, and I'm into that. But yeah. I but I that bead weird. I mean, I guess my pine's not far. Your off pine, it. yeah, it's pretty close. The pine is more buzz like though. It doesn't have this like bevel. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, you know, on- but I get it. It felt good. It flew well. Mm-hmm. Um, I randomly like the aesthetic i know it's like super boring but the stamp like the foil i really like the foil on this disc i don't even know what i could tell you that foil is but it's neat it's a nice looking d right so if you're a prodigy thrower you have an m2 in your bag guarantee yeah if you throw a prodigy you have an m2 if you don't i i don't understand the world of prodigy what's going on i'm i am 90 percent sure this is probably like that go-to mid that kale throw that they all throw that's their like their jam it's got to be it's got to be in that 750 plastic it has to be like that's i hope that's so. how this disc flies i mean you're out on that branch so might as well go with it yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh you ready to to uh give some verdicts on on these two i we think we didn't do the verdict we did them too oh Oh, I get it. Oh, you made a joke about it. Another disc. We should do a verdict at some point. I got one that's beat up, and it's not. I don't think it flies like a real verdict, so not that one. We could get another verdict. I guess so. And uh, and then render a verdict about the verdict. You know, you know, we have coming in. Uh, we didn't talk about it. We this was off mic. Um, just to foreshadow a future episode. I don't know if it will be anytime soon, but uh, we did pre-order, and by we I mean Robin pre-ordered. Garrett Gerthy Sonics. I was uh I was definitely Slightly not inebriated. I was definitely not inebriated when it happened and totally remembered that I did it. Um, Until I was like, we should get these like, oh I did that. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Remember when I told you about me drunkenly buying a whole bunch of discs? Those were some of those ones. Yeah. Yeah, no big deal. So yay me. But uh all right, so the beer, uh New Glarus, Moon Man, five percent alcohol. Uh yeah, I drank that shit. Yep. All day. Give it to me. I'll take it. I want it. It's good stuff. I feel like I could do like two Sierra Nevadas, a Moon Man. Two Sierra Nevadas, a Moon Man. Mm-hmm. Just stay in that like pale ale like yeah. roller coaster of, of beauty. Mm-hmm. Or like kind of it's like a like a like a mellower twelfth and ever type thing with a little little bit more alcohol to it, you know? I like that little creaminess though. Like yeah, that's nice. exactly. That's nice. It's good. It's it's perfect. I this is uh, a great breakfast beer, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, starting a day off with one of these guys, I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, yes. I get it. I'm into it. Yeah, good times. And then the uh, the disc. I don't think the disc is gonna crack either of our bags. Um, I liked it. It it certainly you know did what I expected it to, um, but didn't didn't you know wow me or or knock my socks off to to do you know, anything. I bet. To- I bet- 
Kale's from this area, but he is down with some it's, Moon Man. It's true. I mean, it's pro- it's fitting that we reviewed a beer from. Uh, I know. I just <laughs> I just have made that connection. It, it's almost like we <laughs> we we planned it, but uh, we definitely did not. Um, <laughs> Honestly. But the, we've, I've said this many times on this podcast. I've been throwing buzzes forever. Like I, I, it's the toughest slot in my bag to to crack because I have just, I just, I'm not ever going to stop throwing buzzes. I just don't foresee it. Unless so, he gets a sponsor at some point. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not, not not an AA sponsor, <laughs> a disc golf sponsor. <laughs> um, well, you know, and I think I'm equally kind of just stuck in in my mid world too um i've made this weird transition and i'll be honest just like i'll be open to everyone i started with claymore my love of claymore and now i just turn that shit over like i just i just i even like try to throw 70 percent. i'm like stop throwing full speed joe like it's your fault and i still turn them shits over so i went to pine i still love my pine i throw it a lot but I'm throwing a zone so much. I know. You love those zones. So much when I'm like six. I mean, I love my zone too. Six months ago. He didn't. He it's was, pine nonstop. Yeah. And then, and I was throwing it great. And then I was like. And then even, zone. even me being like, Joe, you're going to love the zone. Now nah, I got a mortar. I got, I got this. I don't need, I got a gator. I don't, I don't need that zone. And I'm like, Joe, this thing is amazing. And then it just listen. I threw it <laughs> once, and I threw that all away. I didn't argue anymore. I just said, "Yep," and I'm I'm in. But the zone just—it's so nice. Yeah, it 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 handles all my jerking <laughs> and throw hard as I want, and it does what I want. And multiple plastics, and like zone has replaced a ton of my mid-range shots off the tee. But I still I love my pine, because um, the pine isn't that far off from from what the zone is and feel either, um, and I'm just too far gone from the buzz to go back to it. But between the pine and the zone, like an M2 is not going to kick that out. It's it's kind of it's like it becomes personal preference when you get to these discs. Like we talk about yeah. the compass and the Emac Truth and the Ghost and the Rock and the buzz and the pine like it's just it is what it is and and i don't i don't need something to shake that up so i'm not going to throw it with that said i do love prodigy uh plastic like their their high-end plastic their premium plastic i would love a 750 m2 just to mess around with like at some point i might pick one up if i see it just to just to check it out. Just to check. I really enjoy the plastic, um, and I'm sure it's amazing. And I'm sure there are people who are like, M2 is like the gray, the holy grail of of mid range. I would assume. Like, I feel like just this little bit I've thrown. Like, this is that's probably the disc that people are like. Yep, that's the jam. Um, right, because you can get a a premium plastic and beat it into it throws like this yeah. one yeah and totally nice turnover lines like for sure uh but you know it's not kicking anything out of my bag yeah i agree i, I think we're we're the same so so we're uh we're two for four we're both we're both down for the beer we're not we're not gonna bag the 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 m2 what 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 does that mean joe this is a Ledstone Open, thank you so much for adding cash, but the course is meh. Did you get like a giant blow-up gorilla on one of the holes or something? Maybe that would fix it. Or like one of those like wacky flailing inflatable... Yeah. Tube men? Tube men. Yeah, sure. It's just like right in front of the basket, like, oh, <laughs> like, a, like a mini, like a... a, a a or like golf? The, uh, like a like a Matumbo that comes out of nowhere and whacks the disc out of the air. Oh no, not out of nowhere! Like you should be able to be able to time it. Well, I guess the inflatable tube man is kind of unpredictable. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like like when you get that, uh, maybe that, the uh, tube man could just get an, a Matumbo jersey. I feel like you get the disc golf pro tour and you get that triple Mando, and then like 150 feet past that, you have the tube man. Mm-hmm. So you have to like navigate this. 
<laughs> triple mando that doesn't really matter, but then you have to worry about getting past the tube man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, get after it. You know? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, that's all we got for this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you'll join us again next week. And uh, we've got a couple of social media hits here. Please uh, review us on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Uh, drop five stars on us and, and leave us a nice review. We always love seeing that. You can check out our website, throwstuffatstuff.com, where you'll find discs. You'll find all of our episodes up there um, and the discs we've reviewed and beers we've reviewed, uh, all that good stuff. Also, a link to join our Slack group. We have a great disc golf community um, that's that's rolling 24-7 uh, on the app uh, that is Slack. And there's a link on our website, again, throwstuffatstuff.com for you to find that. And lastly, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. If you want an extra disc golf podcast episode every week, uh, join up there and, and you'll get a backlog of episodes now that is like 40 strong. Yeah, um, that's crazy. So, and there's some there's some silly ones. And there's some, some pretty, pretty goofy content on there. Uh, both disc golf and complete randomness um, significantly more explicit than this one. And who knows, at some point you might get a little uh, taste of fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. But uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you gotta lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two. Sometimes you got to ease. If you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say Hey, I hit some metal then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass, but I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA So let's go to the bar and then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly And then I'll fucking hug it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hug